Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. Yes, guys, what's up? And welcome to the first episode of All Good Things. I'm your host, Jason Nash. This is my very own podcast. I am so excited. Thank you guys for all the support that we've seen already on YouTube and Instagram with the trailer. Some of you have already seen the episode on my website, the new website, thenashnation.com, where you can get the podcast episodes early. And uh, we're very excited to uh, have you guys on board. Got a lot of plans for the show. Got some great guests coming up. Uh, and what I'm most excited about today is that we have two sponsors for the first episode. I am shocked. These are these are two sponsors that have been with me for a long time. The first one is SeatGeek. Of course, we all know SeatGeek. It is the best ticketing app out there for concerts, for stand-up, for live sporting events. Guys, I'm a huge proponent of getting out there, putting your phone down, and going to see a live show, especially in the summertime right now. I've seen so many shows with SeatGeek. I take my kids to shows all the time. Probably my best memory at a concert was when I went, I took my 13-year-old daughter for her birthday. I got her tickets to Tyler, the creator, and uh, she turned to me right before the show started and she said she goes I just want to let you know I, I might be swearing tonight she's like I'm probably gonna swear a lot and I was like all right that's cool fuck yeah it was it was really the most magical night he was a great performer and and I was a, a real hero that night so if you want to be a hero if you want to have good memories Go download the SeatGeek app right now, and if you download it uh, and use my code Jason, you get $20 off your first order. So go check out SeatGeek. The second sponsor is a company called Hubi. I've been friends with these guys for a long time. They were the ones that got 50 Cent to play David's House a few months ago. Basically what Hubi does is they put all your links in one place. So on your Instagram bio where you have your link, I have mine there, and you can see it. Here it is right here. And for me, Hubi is awesome because I'm doing so many things right now. I'm doing the website, Nash Nation. I'm doing the video version of All Good Things. I'm doing the audio version of All Good Things. And so what I love about Hubi is it has all your links in one place. And unlike other websites that help you put your links, Hubi's interface is the best. It is number one. As you can see right here, look at all the thumbnails. Everything looks bright. Everything looks colorful. It gets people excited right away about what you're up to. Go check out Hubi. Go to the link in the description right now. It's who.b. Go check them out and sign up for Hubi. It's absolutely free. free. My thanks to both sponsors for coming on. This is incredible. So here we go. Here's my interview with Dave Portnoy out in Montauk, New York. Enjoy our first episode of All Good Things. Hey, how do I meet a nice girl, Dave? I don't know. I mean, you slid in the DMs. I did. I slid in her DMs. And it DMs. worked for you. It did. That's not something you would normally do. I never slide in DMs. I did it once like five years ago, and the girl just said, absolutely not. No, no, no. That's tough. <laughs> <laughs> Guys, what's up? I can't even believe I'm here. I'm in Montauk, New York. Correct. You gotta go slow, Dave. This is so much for me. Why is that? First episode of my podcast, and I'm here talking to you. I'm a strange first guest for you, I'd say. <laughs> you think? I think so. But to me, you were like the one person who's fascinated me. Okay. Because like we're similar in age. Yep. I'm older, obviously. I'm 49, so yeah. you're not. You still got. I, I, got, I got a couple of years, but we're we're the same demo. I remember 45. 45 is good. <laughs> yeah, that's where I'm at. I, I 
I think. I think I'm 44. What do you, do you work out? No, not you, at all. You don't? No, not even a little bit. That's because you were a baseball player. It stuck well, with you. Yeah, no, I, yeah, my shoulder's really screwed up, so I can't do anything I, I looked at. But um, I'll try to start working out. When I say workout, like mixing like 10 push-ups maybe a day, That that's like a workout for me. You seem trim in the pizza videos. I look at you in the pizza videos and I go, guy looks so trim. How does he eat so much pizza? Yeah, so uh, I was fat. I was fatter in my mid-20s. Then we moved to New York, yeah. I, and I started walking a lot. Yeah. Um, and I started doing Adderall, uh, and Adderall <laughs> will kill your hunger. Yep. So that that helped me lose a little weight, but I, I am putting it back on now. Okay, and how'd you get off the Adderall? What what, what, were the, what was the downside of the Adderall? Who said I'm... I'm I, <laughs> oh, got it. <laughs> I never said I stopped doing the Adderall. Uh, to go out at night, I need to do it. And yeah. if I like have a... Like, this podcast, we're doing it on Monday. It's Memorial Day, so it's a chill day. Um, a lot of times, like, when I film a lot, I'll do Adderall, so my brain's popping. Right. You're somebody that I see, and I'm like, you know, you know they say that thing where they're like, uh, he doesn't give a fuck. Mm-hmm. And they say that about people. And usually when somebody doesn't give a fuck, it's like a bad thing. But for you, you truly don't give a fuck. And I, I, I mean, think that's yeah. why I asked yeah, yeah. you to I, do I this. care about, like, the people that I care about, what they think, but it takes right. a lot for me to care about your opinion. Right. And yeah. Whose opinion do you care about? I mean, like my family, mm-hmm. um, Silvana's over there, hers, like the, the people I've known a long time. Like, yeah, yeah. I value your opinion. It doesn't mean I've always said I view things like uh, the family feud. You know, when you're like, they play the family feud and you have one guy who's at the head of the, t- at the, the, la- the guy who gives the answer. Yeah. And before he gives the answer, everyone shouts out what they think it is. Uh-huh. I like the input, but that doesn't mean I'm going to go with it. Like, I'll still trust my own opinion. Right. Yeah. But no, I don't care what people. Who don't like me or I don't know think about me at all. Right. And you don't worry about it. You don't it doesn't keep you up at night. No. It's amazing. No, most of it doesn't, correct. Right. And so you started out I watched three Barstool documentaries to get ready for this. Okay. You started out, you had an idea, you got out of college, you're an education major. Correct. Were you ever gonna be a teacher? No. no. Never. I uh so at Michigan, I went to Michigan. Which is a good school. Yeah, it's a good school. So did you have good grades? Uh <laughs> I had decent grades. I snuck in the back door. I applied to their liberal arts, uh-huh. got rejected, and they said I would make a good nurse. And so they're like, you've been accepted into the nursing program. Yeah. I think there's just a shortage of male nurses in the country at the time. Right. Uh, and my sister went there. I'm like, hey, I go into the nursing school. If I go, can I just transfer out of it right away? She's like, yeah, absolutely. So I went as a nurse. So I was... I backdoored my never, way in. Never wanted to be a no, nurse. No, no, no. Never, never could do never, that. Never. In education, I had to switch to because I couldn't pass my language. Uh-huh. And you needed a language requirement in liberal arts. Education, you did not. Uh-huh. So I just kind of snaked my way through to graduate. And then you get out of school and you had three ideas. You had the Barstool idea. Yeah. A furniture business. Yep. What was the other one? The Next Step Scouting. It was like a scouting agency for... Division three athletes, basically division two ones who weren't getting like big scholarship offers, right. but still want to play sports in college, and a coach still wants to, you know, have a good team. You got to remember, this is like Internet 1.0, right. so it, it was early internet, and it was a database to connect like those athletes with the coaches, basically. So uh-huh. I think it actually would have worked. I mean, now it would have worked too because now they're paying college athletes. Totally. Now totally. it really would have worked. Yeah, yeah. No, I, I, I'm pretty confident that would work. But yeah, I always knew I wanted to try my own thing. So those are the three ideas. That's awesome. Yeah. And then you settled on a newspaper when newspapers were not doing so well. They were dying. Um, so it was basically a gambling newspaper. Yeah. And I, I always gambled my whole life. I was interested in it. I talked to a bunch of offshore casinos. At the time I started the newspaper, um, 
the internet was like flooded. You go to a gambling site, there's like fireworks and pop-ups. It looks like you're getting your credit card information stolen, basically. So a lot of casinos were like, we don't want to be online. If you give us just a gambling newspaper, we'll advertise in it. So I sold the advertising like for a year before the newspaper launched, which gave me some leeway to figure out what I was doing, basically. Wow. Yeah. And then what really hit for Barstool was when you put girls in the magazine. Yes. Is that true? Yeah, it is. Um, so just Boston models. Yeah. Like it was like Maxim, you know, it was a light, like a localized Maxim basically. Um, full page is the only professional thing we did. We'd have a local girl do a full blown photo shoot, hair, makeup, and she graced the cover of the newspaper. And that's really how people started to know us sort of like our first advertising were all the beer companies and their philosophy was, we knew where all the pretty girls were. You get the pretty girls to a bar. Guys are going to go to the bar. We should be advertising there. So that's kind of how it launched. Wow. Guys, I'm trying a uh, passion fruit. You want one? My favorite. Yeah. Passion fruit is fruit's my favorite. It's, yeah. Okay, guys, we have 12 high noons here, all different flavors. Passion fruit is my favorite. Okay. Dave says to try passion fruit. Let's go. Everyone has different, and you got this one was warm. Because oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. This is great. These are the best. Like, people, obviously, I'm a high noon guy, but... Uh, is that your company? So, I'm... No, I'm, like, the face of it, basically. Mm. That started with... Um, do that story quick. So, people are starting to approach me. This is, like, the seltzer boom. Mm-hmm. They're like, hey, would you do a seltzer with us? Do you want equity in it? Do a partnership? Dave, this is fucking great. It's the best. It, the best part about it is anything you, like, push or hawk or shill is when the product's great. If you like, it's the best. Like, I would do a blind taste test with High Noon versus anybody, and they'd probably win. Um, you got to try this. They're great. I'm not lying, right? No, High Noons, are the, they are more expensive. because. What's it sell for a 24? I don't even know. I don't think they do 24 packs. But the, the Can you get it this is turning into an ad, but the reason is it's actually vodka soda. Like, if yeah, yeah, all yeah, the yeah, other yeah. guys are beer, like, truly, White Claw, Happy Dad, they're all beer. So they put mo- they put chemicals into it to make it look, this is, like, in New York, for example, you can't buy beer and liquor at the same spot. I'm laughing because I've seen you so many times, like, on, on, this tic- is the real thing. on TikTok, and you're like, you're like, I've had a couple of Nooners. Yeah. He's like, I'm going to have some more. I've invented like, the Nooner. Thing. And I get it. Because I could have, I don't even drink, because I'm Jewish, you know. I don't know what that means. I'm Jewish as well. Don't Jewish people not drink? Mm, uh, I guess maybe, maybe it's just some my family. Don't. I don't. Are you like full Jew? Yeah. You are? Yeah. That's nuts. I'm, but, ha- I'm half. Uh, what, are you, what are you, pizza bagel? <laughs> what did you say? Like Italian Jew? <laughs> yeah, I'm a pizza bagel. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> that's what it's called. <laughs> You've never heard that? I'm literally too old to fucking laugh anymore. I fucking hurt my side. Is that what it's called, a pizza bagel? Yeah, if you're Jewish and Italian, yeah. You miss Boston? Uh, yeah, big time. You're love so it. Boston. I love it. I've been going back because of Celtics. That's that's. I think that's your quality that is probably the best thing about you. Being from Boston? Is that yeah. like an actual quality? No. It's like you're like you've retained your everyman status. Like even when you are in the airport the other day bitching about your flight being canceled, like even though, even though you're rich, you can still – you're still like the common man. Yeah. It's a nice little trick. A lot of people – May not agree, but I've been, I'm just been honest with the whole journey. Like I started Barstool and I, the intent was not for anyone to know who I was. 35 year old David Portnoy comes to work in a tank top. His headquarters is in this dingy office outside Boston that looks more like a messy college dorm. It was really, did you write? Yeah, I did everything. I had 
in the original newspaper, but people under still a pseudonym, have it. right? There's 15 different names. They're all me. Like I had <laughs> aliases. I didn't want people to know I was doing marketing, sales, writing, all of it. Um, but it, it, it was started as a business. It was not started for me to be a personality, but as it developed, the stories that were hitting and things people mm-hmm. were interested in were far more like me and the personalities as opposed to the sports. So we just started including more of us. But again, when I started the internet, there was no Facebook, there was no TikTok, there was no Instagram. So, I mean, things were just very different, you know? Yeah, 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 yeah. And it, you knew it would take off, right? No, I had no idea. It was a slow grind. I mean, I probably... And you knew uh, the internet would take off. Maybe not your thing. Yeah, I didn't know. I, I mean, we're just quick to change. Like, uh, When did you start doing pizza reviews? About seven years ago. So that, again... Oh, that was kind of later then. Yeah, and it was oh, totally thought... organic. It was uh, myself and Big Cat, who's a big person I with us, got in a debate. Like, if you could eat one food the rest of your life, what would it be? He said burritos, I said pizza. We did it for like a month. That's all we ate, breakfast, <laughs> dinner. And I was eating so much, people were like, is it any good? And I'm like, I, I don't know, I'll do one bite and score it. I could tell pizza just, it resonated. Pizza kills on my channel. Yeah, it's crazy. Every time. Yeah. I always tell them that. I'm like, we got to do food. pizza. Food in general is like such a big category, yeah. but the pizza thing. Um, you know, my kids, they only know you from the pizza. I told them I was coming here. I'm like, I'm going to do Dave Portnoy. And they were like. I'm known. And they were like, the pizza guy? A lot like, of yeah. different ways. Pizza, Barstool, people working nice. Fox, people BFFs. It's like I can generally tell when I see somebody how they're going to know me before they even say anything. Were, were people baffled when you did BFFs? People who Was know me backlash? know. People who know me know. They're like, because that's what I do. It's like, I mean, I used to, I, I at one point I had every Justin Bieber tattoo on my body. So it's like. What do you mean? I, I had a Bieber obsession. Is it too late now to say sorry? And it was like content. So anytime he made a new music video, I mimicked it like in oh, my yeah. style. Uh-huh. I used to like blog about the hills and Justin. I was Justin Bobby for Halloween back oh, in the day. Wow. So people who know me, it's like Dave will do anything for page views and staying relevant. TikTok was a way to stay relevant. Like TikTok was a new thing. I didn't come up with it. They approached me. It was. um Gruen. Yeah. Gruen. I remember they approached Gruen, me. Gruen's one of the all-time should have fucking did it. Mysterious humans I, of all I time. Was just Craig, I love him. I was just at Craig's with him. I almost spit up. Of course, you were at Craig's with him. Um, he's always at Craig's. So yeah, basically what happened, if I recall, something with Little Huddy and um, and and not Dixie, um, Charlie DeMeo broke onto Twitter. It right. like moved onto Twitter right. and it was going crazy. And I just tweeted like, who the fuck are these people? <laughs> I remember. And Gruen reached out. He's like, hey, Josh will explain to you if you want to do an Instagram live with you, right. what is going on. And we just, all right, I'm like, fine. I don't really know who Josh is, but let's do it. Yeah. And we clicked. And then after that, it's like, all right, let's, let's try to do something else together. I think that's pretty awesome because, you know, a guy who's like a sports guy, you know, would have like an attitude about it. They'd be like, no, I'm not going to fucking go talk to some." 19 year old pretty boy tiktoker like that's not who i am you're always surprised doing this like we got along really well i i just talked to him earlier like that reminds me like food god's one of my favorite people i've met doing this yeah yeah and he's yeah. somebody that if you're like dave are you gonna get along with food god i'd be like fuck no <laughs> he seems like the biggest douchebag in the world but right. I, like i love him i think he's hilarious down to earth so you never know i don't judge people i'll try hi brody okay i'll, I'm, I'll try I'm, anything i'm doing black cherry now that's my least favorite they have taste profiles. They're generally like connected. I forget what they were. Mine, my three. I go passion fruit, pineapple, watermelon. Those are my top three. What happened with baseball? Why didn't you go pro? 
shoulder injury. Duh. When did you get that? Uh, I've had a bad shoulder my whole life. I, I did heard you pitch? it. No, I was an outfielder. But no, I. I, I but you were good. You won state champs. Yeah, yeah, no, we were good. I was good. Yeah. I was good by. Were you the best on the team in the state champs? Uh, I bad third. You bad third. Okay. That should tell so you. the second best. You need to know. Uh, <laughs> yeah, no, we, we were good. I, I was a good high school. People don't believe me. I mean, I'm old and out of shape. I retired from sports because it's embarrassing now. But, yeah, no, I was a pretty decent athlete. I used to I used to work at WBZ in Channel 4 in yep. Boston. I was yep. an intern there. I used to do the assignment desk, and I was really into sports. Yeah. When I was little, I knew everything. I knew Sox, Celtics. I met Dwight Evans when I was a kid. Mm-hmm. Um, I met Larry Bird, Robert Parrish, my Larry favorite. Larry Bird's like an all-time guy for me to meet. Larry. He's like one on the list. You watch the Showtime show? Uh, I haven't yet the because HBO I couldn't show? get it to work. Uh, we just moved back here and we were in a rental house. I couldn't figure out how to get Showtime. Yeah, the HBO, uh, it's HBO, right? HBO Max. Yeah, yeah. yeah. That's why um, my father had that problem because he doesn't have a 4K uh, Apple TV. The house I was in was a joke, so I don't. I, I there was a lot of issues. That was just one of the many. Telling ones. you unnecessary things about my father that I deal with. He'll he'll call me about his Apple TV. Anyway, it sounds like my dad a little. Um, bit. But then I did acid when I was like 21. Never done acid. Okay, well. I did acid, and then I woke up the next day, and I didn't like sports anymore. Uh, just like that. Yeah. That's wild. Yeah, it was, it was wild. I guess I'll never do acid. <laughs> no, don't do acid. <laughs> but yeah, I, 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 I was really into it, and then and now I'm when acid. I watch a game, I go, why? why? It's hard for me to care. Yeah, that's crazy. <laughs> I mean, bet on it. Then, then you'll care. Right, maybe. if you bet on it, yeah. yeah. I mean, I care very much. I'm still like a huge Boston sports fan. Black cherry is okay. You're right. It's a little robotussiny. That's black cherry in general for anything, I feel like. You think? Yeah. I saw you. You did go, ooh, when you saw black cherry. So I thought. I mean, I love black cherry. I love a Dr. Brown's black cherry. Yeah, see, I don't like black cherry anything. What's your take on digital menus when you go into the restaurant? What do you mean? Well, we were saying today. Like because of the COVID, when you like scan it with your phone, you mean? Well, just take COVID out of it. Yeah, you know, you got to scan with the phone. Right. Or you, then we sat down. No, I don't like it. I don't like it either. No, but I only thought that was a COVID thing. I guess it is a COVID thing, but. Yeah. Yeah, we sat down today. We went and had, went to the pancake house in town in Montauk. And oh, how was the place? It was great. Busy? Yeah. yeah. Really busy. Never been there. Have I even said we're in Montauk? Yes. We're in Star the whole show. Oh, did I? Acid. Yeah, <laughs> it's definitely how you started. Oh shit, Dave! I'm having a flashback. <laughs> Can't even believe I'm here. I'm in Montauk. So I watch you, and I'm like, man, this guy's great. He's got a lot of money. Why? Why do you keep doing it? Like you have enough money? No, I don't. So I mean, yes, I do. You but sold Barstool. Yeah, I sold Barstool uh, twice. Correct. I sold it in 2016. 51% of it to a group called Churning Group right. out in LA. And then the remaining part was sold uh, about two years ago to Penn National Gaming, gambling yep. company, because they legalized sports gambling. I bought Penn because of you. Good. I would have said <laughs> I, I would have been way better like last year at this time, probably. it's The entire market's kind of trash, but including Penn. I did. I bought it last year. Yeah. Um, so when I did that contract, when I when we did that deal, I mean, I did an employment contract. So even if I wanted to stop, I mean, I could, but I wouldn't. Like, I see. So I did like a five-year deal. That's part of your deal is Correct. you got to keep going. Yep. Uh, but I fun. do love sports gambling. Yeah. Like, that's what I tried to start Barstool with way back when. Right. It was supposed to be that. So it's something that, uh, like, if you, I rewound the clock and said, uh, now I'm running, like, or part running this huge sports gambling company. I've been like, sign me up. How do I do that? That's what I was in. That's what I always wanted to do in the first place. What was it like meeting Trump? 
It was surreal. That was... Um, so and that, that just came in because his sons are fans of yours? Is that why? I, That's what I heard. I, well, I don't know. He, I can tell you what happened. Tell me. Uh, it was nearing the election, and I think he was aware that he was probably losing right. and thought myself and my fans and people like that, it's like, let's try to get votes out of this. Right. And I got a call on Wednesday. Uh, hey, Dave, do you want to go interview Trump in the Rose Garden tomorrow? Like, it was Wednesday. Like, the interview's Thursday. I was in Nantucket. I was like, whoa, what? Huh? I had no idea it was coming. It was just inbound. Were you um, nervous? I was. I've never interviewed anybody, so I was very nervous. Uh, I also knew how... Well, you uh, have interviewed people. No, not before that. Really not. Not before... Oh, that was before BFFs. Yeah. Okay. Um, I'm not a great interviewer, to be honest. Uh, and I also knew how just um, divisive he is, like on both sides of the aisle. And I've always said with Barca, it's like, we don't want to do politics. Like, if right. you can't, people just, no matter what you say, you're not going to change someone's opinion and people either we had, get really mad or like you. We um, had Biden, they, he wanted to come on views. So it, it, Yeah, so so when that happened, we reached right out to Biden. Right. We're like, we're interviewing Trump. Oh, you want to do both? Yeah, so Good people, so people are going to say either side. Right. Biden didn't get back to us, so whatever, we didn't get to do that. Smart. Um, but... It was very nerve-wracking because uh, they didn't let any of my people in the interview. Like, all the Barcelona people were kept in a certain spot, and he had, like, a hundred in a circle right around us. And even though the entire time leading up when they asked, I was like, Dave is going to ask what Dave's going to ask. Right. Like, you have no say in it. You can't ask. And that they're like, yup, yup, yup. And then when the interview started right before, like, you can't ask this, you can't ask this, you can't ask this. And they're all standing around. I didn't care what they said. And it was a softball. People are always like, you weren't asking hard questions. Like, I don't know politics. Yeah. Like, it wasn't meant to be that. Yeah, you're um, not Anderson Cooper. <laughs> right. But it was surreal. Uh, he was super <laughs> nice to me. You're a guy um, that runs a sports gambling site. He took me... <laughs> so after the interview's over he liked me and yeah. he uh he looked like he liked you he's like let me come here let me show you this and i walked over he took me into this little closet where it was like a gift shop basically and he's like this is the monica Lewinsky room that's what he said so it was surreal the whole thing was i'd never been to the white house it was a crazy experience um what's the white house like is it is it trashed is it like kind of no, old and decrepit I, I, or is it nice you know i'm kind of like into american history a little bit yeah me too. so seeing all the old stuff was actually kind of cool um the blowback from it was kind of like exactly what i expected though people who don't like trump like just started like calling me hitler and shit online for just interviewing it was yeah. kind of crazy it's like the sitting president of the united states asked me to do an interview yeah. there's no sitting president ever that i would not do that with you know it's like a hundred percent fucking honor yeah i um, agree but the country is so I don't know, fucked up, and people, he, the brain's so broken with this shit. I, there was, there was a lot of. I still think a lot of the hate I get now is because people view me as like interviewing him, and I think they view me like I did the Nelk podcast, and they're like always yeah, doing shit with Trump, super Republican, but yeah. they don't get nearly like the backlash that I do for that one interview because I, I don't think they, for maybe it's the age thing they view me, I maybe as more like a serious thing i don't know it's interesting i think maybe your audience is like you know you're getting a lot of the younger kids that's yeah who's pissed no it's not the younger it's generally the older it's like crazy it's just crazy like I, I like if you're an extreme liberal person right now like you generally fucking hate my guts i don't really know why but they really do. yeah well, it's not much. i shouldn't be here yeah are you I, if this you're fucked up should we, should we yeah if you're an extreme liberal wing nut you hate me 
Really? Yeah. I think it's so fucked up. Like my ex-wife, she has like, she has Hollywood. She's got all her friends and stuff. And the night Trump won, she was crying in my 10-year-old's arms. I was like, yes. I was like, what's me, going on? He yeah. hasn't, hasn't done a day yet. That's why, like my dad, my, my dad hates Trump more than like anybody in the world. I literally right. FaceTime my dad when I was interviewing him to be like, look who I'm with. And he froze like, like a pussy and he couldn't ask a question. He literally just froze. And I'm telling you, he, he's like the extreme hater, but um, yeah, it's crazy. And I'm not like, again, I, I, I don't like the extreme left. I don't like the extreme right. I, don't I hate them both. I want to be clear too. I don't like either side, but I think it's really fucked up when people say like, oh, if they voted Republican, they're bad people. And that's what it's come to. It's 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 really messed up. It wasn't like that when we were younger, no, right? No, and it's I, I even when Bush was in office, yeah. it was like, yeah, you're mad at Bush, but you don't hate the people that no, voted for him. It, it's crazy. I like the move the out of the country and stuff. My my big thing with it, I hate how like you can generally know what somebody will answer any question if they just tell you they're like what. If they're a Republican and Democrat, like you almost know the answer to the question before you ask it, which drives me nuts. People don't know my answers. Mine are all over. It's like I'm I'm a libertarian, basically, like socially liberal, financially conservative. I got it. And I think 95 percent of the country is probably the same. I agree. And you know what? I got to start having my answer right. What do I say? Libertarian. I think. Well, I'm doing this podcast. I have to say what I am. You know, I mean, I generally don't. What am I now? Just what am I? I voted for Biden. I would not vote for Biden, but it's like, what are you going to do? If it was tough to vote for Biden because he's so old. He's very You're old. You're like, what are we doing? He's very a mummy. And, you know, and I, I, and I can say that because I get. All politicians suck. I, I agree. believe that. Well, why it's would like you want to. It's the old. You would like, never run for president, no, right? Oh, it's like Fuck the old. That. Have you ever seen Gladiator? Of course. When the, he's like. I saw it in the Cinerama Dome. I don't know LA. what that means. Um, <laughs> you know, he has a quote in it when he has to take over Rome, and he's like, you have to do it. He's like, I don't want to do it. He's like, that's why you have to do it. You're the only one who doesn't want the power. Anyone who's into that is like an egomaniac kind of crazy person. Yeah, like why would Trump at that age want to run the country? Yeah. The oldest president we ever had. I didn't know we were getting political. Were you, were you more nervous to interview Trump or Dixie D'Amelio? <laughs> Definitely Trump. I like Dixie, though. She's great. Yeah, I like both of them a lot. I've never done Charlie, but I like Dixie a lot. They're so mean about those girls. One can dance and one can sing. What do you want? You want them to fucking solve world hunger? No, but that's, I mean... It's ridiculous. uh, I'm sorry, Dave. These high noons are getting me a little salty. Anybody who gets that famous that fast, though, it's like not unusual, really. Yeah, you're right. It's just like we have a new medium with the internet. Like before you couldn't do it, but paparazzi, whatever. And, and they hit it over COVID. The- All those kids yeah. hit it over COVID, right? Yep. Bryce. Yeah, that's insane. This is watermelon lime, by the way, guys. Just watermelon, no? Oh, you're right. Um, Dave, cancel culture. What do you think about it? Is it worth talking about here or should we just keep drinking? No, I mean, I, I, people know how I feel about that for the most part. I, people, I, I got canceled. For what? Oh, good. I'm glad you don't know. The, the one thing with cancel culture, which I always say, like, I, I know what what's happened with me, and I can always speak to, like, what's happened to me because it's my story, and I know exactly kind of yeah. what's true and what's not. Other people, I have no idea. So and I'm not, I'm not to, interested in, you you know, digging into anything you don't want to talk about. Oh, I don't care. I, everything. I, I'm pretty uh, pretty open about my Actually, stuff. I know you are. So, <laughs> it's, it yeah, I don't, I don't mind that. It, it, I literally tuned into the Dave Portnoy show the other day, and... They have like five topics right there, and I'm like, oh, here we go, Business Insider. Well, yeah, I mean, 
the, the, I clearly don't like them. I'm suing them. They so they'll do, dig you out. Yeah, they do. They, they've talked to everybody that I'm ever connected to. Um, and they don't have any interest in, like, kind of yeah. helping you. Well, no, they definitely don't have interest in helping you. That's not their game plan. But they don't, I don't think, have interest in the truth. But, but I think what happened with David, yours came along a few months later, and I think we were all like, fuck, should have handled it like Portnoy. That's what That's he what said everybody to me. said. Right. You know, fuck, we should have fucking handled it like Portnoy. We should have fucking said something. And um, yeah, it's over now. It's too late. Yeah, I, I, that's just my nature. Like, I mean, I've that's awesome. anybody who's been following me for like you, as long as I'm doing, I don't. If you, I, I, I hit back. Like, if you come at me with a feather, I'll try to hit you with like a two by four. That's kind of like just my nature. I'm combative. That may be a Boston thing, but uh, and I have nothing to hide. Like, I think it's a lot. I, there, there's nowhere to dig on me. Like, I everything about me, I say. Every, right. There's already out on the internet. I don't care. You can dig around forever. They're not going to find anything that I'm like trying to hide. So right. it, it, in that respect, it's a little, you know, it's a, it, it, it takes a weight off because like, I don't fucking care. You're going to come at me. I'm going to try to literally like ruin you for doing that. Have so. you had, have you had people reach out to you saying like, Dave, thank you. I've had a lot. One, yeah, of, the, one of the things I get a lot, I said it in another and it's hard. I get people I feel like who have been canceled or accused of stuff who want to almost, I don't want to say latch themselves, but they want to, they do kind of want to latch themselves. They want to you me. to fight for them. Yes. And it's like, listen, I, I don't know, like take the Elon thing. I, yeah, I, don't, yeah, I yeah. don't know what he did or what he didn't do. Right. I read the thing that Business Insider wrote on him. I think it's flimsy. I don't think that article should have been published yet with what they had, which was like a friend's account. The main person didn't come out, but. I don't know, maybe, like, if in six months more evidence comes out that he actually did the things he's accused of, well, I don't want to be the one who's like, hey, see, you're innocent. I, the, the issue I have and what I said, unfortunately, writers or, or publications like Business Insider, my knee-jerk reaction when the Elon stuff came out was like, oh, they're full of shit. And that shouldn't be the reaction if someone's making a claim. You want to believe who's making the claim. Right. But the intentions of Business Insider are so like nefarious in my mind and I saw what they did to me and I know they had nothing and did two articles to try to basically ruin my life. It's like my knee jerk reaction is I don't believe what they're saying and that's bad. Like you should, right. but that's a problem when you, when you are trying people basically in the media for clicks and page views with no, like no weight on the facts. Like for my case, they, they posted and I was accused of like basically sexual deviant shit which is all untrue, but they, they were posting, if they had text exchange with, like, women, they were not posting the entire exchanges. They were literally, like, yeah. cherry-picking, and there was no yeah. way for them not to have the entire exchanges. It just made no sense. The only way to do that is if you're trying to paint me as a criminal or a victim, and, like, I mean, sometimes we're with my girlfriend, but, like, the one of the girls, the major star witness in this story, like, the one that's the number one headline, and they've never said it, they've never recounted it. She literally in business, I was like, oh, she's keeping her name private because she's like doesn't want like repercussions or like fear. Right. Within 24 hours, she went public. She started OnlyFans. She right. came in the number one. She's a full blown porn star. Right. Not like, not like uh, Showtime, like you know R rated. She's a full time porn star yeah. and literally used that publicity to launch her career they've never said it once it doesn't mean she's a liar but 
if you take that context into everything I'm saying, it's there's not a rational fact. person in the world who yeah. would be, she's like, I don't like being videotaped. It's like, you're a porn star. <laughs> right. Like, there's no one who would look at the mountain of evidence I have versus what they published and be like, they're telling the truth. It's never been once been mentioned. Well, it, it's tough, too. It's like what you hear is like, you could take me and Jeff, right? And whatever you want to think about it. I know who Jeff is. Yeah. He knows who I am. We're both fucking grown men. It's like at the end of the day, if I called Jeff right now and was like, hey man, I need fucking $10,000, bail me out of jail. He'd come. Yeah. I know he would. Maybe we're not talking right now. But like, that's the problem with the internet is like, it's just this such insanity. Like you keep saying the word rational. It's, it doesn't exist. There's yeah. no rationality on it. See, I feel like we a little different than like vlog squad LA. I, we, that's, we never truly made content like that. Like it was much right. more like we watch a game and we react to a game. It's not uh -huh. like a hundred percent. Like I used to always say one of my taglines, it's like brick by brick, not stick by stick. Uh -huh. Like I, we just, we don't do bits. Like I'm not a bit guy. I've never. So right. we have some in our company who are more, but I'm not, I'm not, no, because you you're you're talking about sports, and there's such yeah. an audience for that. There's such an appetite for that. Yeah, we're just, what does Dave think? Is, 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 is he going to pick the Rams? Yeah. I want to know. Like our big stunt was like I go to jail Whether protesting you, uh, like right Tom Brady. Like, but that was kind how of is, me, but exaggerated. How is that when you got arrested? Jail? Yeah, it sucked. It was jail. How long were you in jail for? This uh, was one, called Operation Deflategate. Deflategate. So Tom Brady deflating the footballs somehow became like. Literally the number one story in like the world. It was everywhere. Um, you know, I'm a Patriot fan, die hard. So myself and three other guys, when he got suspended for four games, drove to NF. Uh, we were in still Boston at the time. Drove to Mil uh, in New York for NFL headquarters. Handcuffed ourselves to each other in the office of the commissioner, and we got wait, thrown wait, wait, in jail. wait, wait, outside or in the office? In the in the office. So Lobby? got charged with trespassing. Yes. Um, and we did a night in jail. We we got arrested about two p.m. and got out like twelve the next day we've been banned from and then i got dragged out of the super bowl in handcuffs as well i saw that is that when you have the mustache on yeah, yeah. and that was stemmed from that earlier incident like we we're, oh, were looking from, for you we're banned from all nfl uh things so yeah. what's joe like for a night terrible did you eat they bring you food twice uh, it was one um single patty mcdonald's <laughs> nothing on it and an orange, like the McDonald's orange. Yeah. So they bring that twice. Um, there's like a little toilet, you no toilet paper. I didn't. One of our guys did. He shit right in front of you? No, he was in a different cell. Oh. Um, <laughs> uh, was there any lunatics in there? Oh, there were a ton of lunatics. Really? The cops knew who we were. Yeah. And were doing their best. Because we're in like the New York City jail. So like murderers being brought in there. It was the real deal jail. Yeah. Um, but the cops knew who we were and kept trying to move us so we wouldn't be with like the actual like psychopaths. I mean, we were dressed in full Patriot gear. I had eye black, like a Tom Brady <laughs> shirt on. It was like the judge saw us the next day and just like shook her head. She's like, get these guys out of here. Like you're wasting our time basically. What's your favorite arena in the United States for any sport? Probably, even though it's still uncomfortable, is Fenway. Fenway, like, yeah. Magical. Yeah, um, but my favorite thing to go to is Celtics games. I love there's an NBA experience is like I'm lucky enough now that they treat us really well. Yeah, like the Celtics were one of the first teams to do that. There's nothing like the way I agree. An NBA. There's nothing like seeing how court big they side are seats woo, the on best. the court. The best park ever. Dave, take us through the the genesis. You like that word? 
Yeah, I don't know necessarily Not what Phil you Collins, mean by Genesis. It. Yeah, no, that's a great band. Like, basically, <laughs> what? how how'd we grow? Yeah, tell me, take me through the steps. Newspaper? Newspaper. Then what? Uh, then I met a guy. Basically, I was handing out the newspapers outside of Boston subway stations. I handed it to a guy who was like, if I build, he was moving. He's like, I'm moving from Boston to New York. If I build you a website, will you put the newspaper online? It's like, knock yourself out. Got very lucky. His name's Ian White. He was like, ended up being the CTO of all places of Business Insider at one point, long oh, wow. before. Um, but he built it. He was talented. And the second we put the newspaper online, it's like, all right, this is the future. It's so much easier to grow. I don't have to do this paper route, you know, for 48 hours every other week. And then it just grew in Boston. And uh, around 2016 is we expanded. So basically, back up, I hired somebody in uh, New York, Philadelphia, Chicago. So it's like Barcelona, Boston, Barcelona, Philly, Barcelona, Chicago. You had enough money to do that. Yes. So in, in 2016, I, I was making more money than I ever dreamed I'd make really? myself. And I'm like, bought my house in Nantucket. I'm like, I'm going to, I'll die happy. I did what I want to do. I Great. don't hate waking up, and I'm happy to do it. And then the opportunity came around with Churning Group to invest in us, which they did. Uh, and we all moved to New York. And the concept in 2016 was the first, like, reality blog house. Like, let's let people just see how we create content. Mm -hmm. We're all under one roof. Let's do that. Um, and 2016 is when we moved and then it just exploded. We hired our first CEO, Erica Nardini, who's been great. Mm -hmm. um, she's still with us. And things just kind of took off with the business and the content. And we got into podcasting. Um, How many podcasts do you have now? Oof. I don't know. We've had like 15. And we, you know, I always said I want to Barstool to sort of be like, and it's different versions, like a SNL to a degree. Like, right. you know, you have this core group. And you're going to build stars, and the stars may leave and go do other stuff, like an Alex Cooper is an example with mm -hmm. Caller Daddy um, or Pat McAfee. Uh, and, you know, we'll keep the cast and keep going. So right. that's what we did. The podcast now, I don't know, we have maybe 20. We have, like, the number one golf podcast, uh, number one hockey podcast, number one sports podcast, or men's part of my take. Um, Caller Daddy's gone, but like BFFs as well. Oh, Caller Daddy's not with you? I thought No, she, uh, she got $60 million over three years from Spotify. She went to Spotify. Yeah. Good for her. Good for her. Yeah. She made Happy a killer. Happy for her. Yep. So, uh, she's good. She's great. She's been real inventive, too, with the podcast. She's like She'll film herself like driving, then in bed, and then it's good. So I, I saw her. After Where'd you find her? They filmed... She was dating Noah Syndergaard, Mets pitcher. Okay. So she was kind of known and known Kwani a little bit, and I knew Noah. So I followed her on Instagram, right. and I saw her cut a reel for Call Her Daddy. And I was right. like, what the hell is that? So I reached out to her. I'm like, what is that? She's like, oh, I'm starting a podcast. I'm like, well, <laughs> do you want to do it here? She's like, I don't know. She came in. I met with her, and I was like, who made this? Who made your sizzle reel? Right. She's like, I did. I learned how to do it all myself. And, I mean, it looked as professional, yeah. well, sizzle, like, sharp. And once she said she learned how to do it herself, I was like, all right, you're hired if you want it. Like, we paid her seventy grand, three year contract. She brought her partner in crime, Sophia Franklin, with her. So they each got seventy grand, three years, and the thing just, it just went nuclear in a, in a month. Like, wow. it, it just went crazy. Um, and the thing was huge. I mean, I think I saw somewhere she was the first person to be like trending in like six different countries at once wow yeah she's, she's what is a monster. it what is it that she does that's so special well it was a unique concept it was basically as far as i know online the first 
two females talking about sex in ways that maybe girls talk about guys not around. Like yeah. guys do it. Like yeah. you see it all the time. Like a man show or even us. It's like guy like locker room talk. It was well, locker yeah. room talk for girls. For girls. And they just threw it out there. Um it, it, do girls do that? Yeah. Do you guys get real graphic? I never do that. I don't. You don't seem like somebody that would do that either. No, but you tell like you just. It's like talking with the guys. I I, I don't know if it's necessarily graphic. It was I think talking normally how like girls right. would talk if when they're together. Yeah. Um, and I mean it just became huge. Literally like everybody listened to it. And I can always tell with Barstool when something's taking off. Like when I go out, that's what people mention. Yeah, and yeah. Caller yeah. Daddy's merch was you know showing up everywhere. I mean mm-hmm. she's a she's a superstar. She's a monster, like an abs- and she still is. Yeah, yeah, she's pretty good. She had Julia Fox on. She gets every guest. Crazy. Yeah, how she-, she get those guests? I think it's combo her. I mean, she had Emma Chamberlain. I don't think anybody gets Emma Chamberlain. Chamberlain. She had Emma Chamberlain. <laughs> um, she had who's the girl on that the the show we watched? Yes, Stassi never does. No, podcasts. she did the one that was that Anna the Anna Delvey. Anna Delvey. <laughs> what? Yeah. Yeah, she gets everybody. How did she interview somebody in jail? She got Miley Cyrus. Wait, wait, how do you get somebody in jail? She gets whoever she wants. I think it's a combo. She's seen as like... Was it on Zoom? A female kind of empowerment. And like, if you're a female, you go to her. It's like she's a female Oprah for this like generation. And then you put the Spotify muscle behind her. They have a lot of contacts. And she gets whoever she wants. Yeah. Hey, how do I meet a nice girl, Dave? I don't, I don't, I don't know. I mean, you slid in the DMs. I did. I slid in her DMs. And it DMs. worked for you. It did. That's not something you would normally do. I never slide in DMs. Very rarely. I would Probably never. Probably 10 in like five years. I did it once like five years ago and the girl just said, absolutely not. No, no, no. That's tough. <laughs> yeah. I, I don't do it very often. No, I, after that, I would never do it again. Cause it's like they screenshot it and they put it everywhere. It's mm-hmm. like, but also it's. Like I, I did when I was single use social media as like my dating. I wasn't on dating apps. I've never been on dating apps. I don't really like going out. I don't trust people. I went out. So it's like, that's how I talk to people. Yeah. 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 It's nice to have a girlfriend now. Right. Yeah. You must great. love it. Yeah. Yeah. I'd like to meet somebody. She can sometimes like get. <laughs> <I'm kidding>. <laughs> <laughs> well, what, what, what no, bothers no, no. you? No, no. You're, what are we talking to <laughs> Phil here? I'm not that crazy. Yeah, Dave, nice why try. don't you tell me what bothers Call you about Sylvana? Uh, Alex asked us to go on. It's like, are you fucking crazy? <laughs> why don't you go on? It's a big podcast. She's never been on BFFs. No? You don't want to open up the drama. That's no. what Brianna says. I saw Brianna in Vegas. <laughs> it was right after you talked shit about me, and uh, which I love, by the way. Yeah. Like, I fucking think you're the best. And she, she, I was like, hi, I'm Jason. She's like, oh, she's like... She's like, yeah, I guess you kind of got shit on. I'm sorry. And I was like, oh, it's okay. I loved it. Yeah, yeah, I, I don't. I mean, I... You said I look like a grandmother. Yeah, in the video, right. <laughs> it was in that video. That guy's in the vlog squad. Yep. Yeah, he's kind of like you, Dave. No. Great. <laughs> yeah, exactly like you. That guy could be my grandfather. How old's Jason Nash? He's got to be the same age as... No fucking way is that guy the same age as me. Let's look it up. 48. So oh, he's, he's like 48. three years older than Dave. Yikes. Yeah, not even like that much older. I look way better. Jeez, we're at the Jason Nash roast right now. Time out. I look more than five years younger than him, no? 
Yeah. Yeah, yeah you do, man. Yeah. Thank you. I got to pull teeth to get a fucking compliment around here. We're not just complimenting you. We're also like preying on this man's downfall. I'm not shitting on it. I just thought that guy was in his 60s. You just said he could be a grandfather. I thought he was minimum 60. And you know what? I went back and looked at it <laughs> and I was like, he's right. <laughs> I do look estrogen heavy here. <laughs> yeah, I remember I, the video. I look, I, that's the thing about but you're, you don't have kids, man. No, I don't. Yeah, so that's a whole stress that you don't even know about. Are you going to have kids? I mean, I, I can't answer that right now. Maybe. Yeah. You want kids? Yeah, if the person's right. I mean, she, like, <laughs> shit. She, I still I was just staring over It's like, I don't know. Yes, probably. It's the best thing I'll ever do. And, I, and believe me, I have a 16-year-old and a 13-year-old. They were asking me last night. It's fucking hell on earth, but it is the best thing. Because what will happen is you'll have like a mini you. And if you're lucky, in a girl form. Walking around. It is the fucking best, Dave. Okay, I'll take notes on that. Thanks. We'll see. <laughs> Has anyone else ever told you that? <laughs> that having kids is the best? Yeah. Yeah, I mean, most of my friends have kids. What's stopping you? What do you mean, what's stopping me? I I, we've know. been dating for a year, so it's Oh, like, well, I'm just saying. Yeah, all right. Sorry. I'm not like running. I just made let, it really let, awkward. I, I'm not on it's like high a, noons, Dave. I'm not on like a, uh, hey, I need to have kids by this age or I'm fucked type thing. Yeah, it's tough for like, women. Like, I like my life. Oh, I... I can see. I can see. <laughs> I thought I was going to like, I thought I was going to like inspire you. Be like, oh my God. You <laughs> said kids are the best. I got to go. Have, we got to go have kids right now. No. <laughs> Guys, I guess that's it here. Thank you, Dave, for having us in my What's your age demo? Can I ask you that? Who follows you? I am. Because the vlog squad's young, right? I am uh, three to eight years old. Yeah. Um, no, 18 to 24 eight, and 24 to 35. Got it. And I, it, you'd be surprised that they are a little. Why I do, don't you just say eighteen to thirty-five? Because it's mostly eighteen to twenty-four. Um, okay, guys, Dave, thank you so much for having us no at your house in Montauk. This is incredible. Thank I'm you. never going to bother you again. You'll never <laughs> hear from me again. And you always have a friend. If you need anything, you let me know. If you want me to come on BFFs and tell you about Trisha Paytas. I asked you on BFFs. I know, and I wanted to get this going first. Got it. So then when I came on, it'd be like, oh, he's actually doing something. Not like, Got here's it. the washed up guy yeah, from yeah, Views yeah. that doesn't do anything anymore. Okay. So Got now it. when I come on, I can be like, go to my website, Nash Nation. Come check out my podcast with Dave Portnoy. But I'll tell you everything you want to know about Trisha Paytas. She's a lovely girl. Absolutely. It's your ex-wife. That's my ex-girlfriend. My ex-wife is great. Ex-girlfriend. Yeah, my ex-wife is great. She hates me. At least that's what she says. Trisha? That's what she says. Why? No idea. I, we did a podcast with her. Oh, you did? Yeah, oh, yeah. How was that? I thought she was nuts. Um, <laughs> but, I mean, I was just saying it straight down the middle. And somehow she came out of it where she's like, I love Josh, but hate Dave. But we were saying the same things. I just think it's because she thought Josh was, like, hot. It's like we literally were saying the th same thing. She's like, I hate him, but I like him. It's like, I yeah, think yeah, that's that, like. That's what she does. You want to hear about it? If you want to tell me, I mean, fine. It's your podcast. How do you even start? <laughs> All right. We'll save that for next time, Dave. All right, perfect. All right. Thanks, guys. Thanks for watching. You're the best, man. Thank Thanks. you. Yeah. And, guys, right. go get High Noon. Yes, they're the best. I've, I've had every flavor, and they're incredible. <laughs>
murders, assaults, and other crimes that tarnish its legacy. This isn't just a fairy tale, it's a cautionary tale of power, fantasy, and the consequences that follow when they all collide. Search for Crime Waves Renaissance Texas on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or wherever you're listening now.